Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. This week is our Season 3 finale. Song of the Shield Maiden ends with a big boom, so beware. It's gonna get emotional. Because of that, I'm not gonna spend too much time here in the intro, but I did want to let you know that next week... We start another off-season arc following adventures in another portion of creation. We will be joined by our newest cast member in that episode. So I'd like to welcome up front John from the System Mastery Podcast, who will be joining us playing Ashen Mask starting next week, so look forward to that. In the meantime, I hope that you enjoy the season finale of Song of the Shield Maiden. Brace yourself. You're in for a heck of a ride. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, citrine, ash, and incense bore down upon our circle as they tried to meet with six arrows, seven quarries, in the heart of the underworld. Would she interrupt this meeting with the ancient Icewalker? Why exactly had she arrived? What lay in store for them? Should they return with their news to the ball? We were just finishing our business with six arrow seven quarries. If you'd like to have audience with him now, that's fine. We will be on our way. Isn't that right, everyone? Yep. Yes. Absolutely correct. All right. Just know that I'll be on the lookout. I don't like when people shuffle things around in my territory. Oh, there was no shuffling involved whatsoever. Okay. We didn't bring any cards with us today. Shame. I'm a fan of games of chance. What about solitaire? Hmm. I always think I enjoy things better with a partner. The game Solitaire? Yeah. You never played two-player? No. Oh, no, no, that's called Nerds. Oh. I think we don't have cards, so this conversation is probably doesn't matter. Maybe we should just get on our way. Well, it was a pleasure to meet you, and uh, we will be seeing you around next time with a deck of cards. And Golden Might of the Dawn does a with finger guns. <laughs> playfully, and, like, crab walks out of the door. <laughs> what, what was what was that? I, I'm not going to turn my back on her until I can't see her anymore. <sighs> I have some bad news, everyone. That meeting took a little bit longer than we anticipated. If she's showing up now, it means that we probably don't have much time until sunrise. If you want to speak to the tiger folk, you're going to have to wait. That's okay. Come back another day. Maybe we should just Jet it out of here and not take any chances. Yeah, and we can talk to Bull and tell the Bull of the North what we know and come back and talk to the Tiger Folk tomorrow. And we can bring Bull with us to talk to Six Arrows and Seven Quarries. Oh, uh, I don't think it's going to be that easy. Nah, I think it will. I mean, the Bull can be pretty reasonable. We might just have to, like, arm wrestle her or something. It'll be you no problem. Oh, I could see that. Good. I reckon we should probably make our way pretty quickly then. And he turns and starts to walk back in the direction that you came from. I will advise when you're dealing with ghosts in the future, though, that you show a little more caution. Ghosts are beings of passion and memory. Those are often more important to them than material things or the world they left behind. They don't quite think like everyone else. Be careful when you try to petition with them or bargain with them. You might find that they sour quickly what is it that we could use that they do care about that's 
certainly something I've been trying to suss out for a while with both the Ice Walkers and the Taiga Folk. You understand. Their hatred for each other is essentially the only thing that keeps them here in the underworld. I can't stop the cycle of violence, but I can't restore their homeland. Would it be a good thing or a bad thing if they no longer hated each other and they weren't here in the underworld anymore? I can't say that it would be a good thing or a bad thing. As an exorcist, a large portion of my role is resolving conflicts and helping spirits pass into Lethe. I would like to stabilize the cycle of reincarnation as much as I can. People here in the underworld stagnating. Those are souls not returned to the cycle. That can be disconcerting. But also it would change the terrain down here. Who knows what passions or memories would hold this place together. And he points in the distance to one of the strange shambling creatures ambling through the landscape that you saw as you came down here. Perhaps whatever it is that ties the Hecaton Kyres will seep into the landscape. Or perhaps the freshly deceased from the battles with the Tepets will cause the land to shape anew. It's not necessarily good or bad, but it would bring change. Okay. (sighs) So, with that, we cut to you arriving at the base of the Goatstone Valley with a soft crunching of pebbles beneath your feet. You can see, as you're exiting the realm of the Shadowland, that soft rays of sunlight are beginning to break through with the dawn. And Reliquary looks to you and says, If ever you need me again, I will be here. Surely, if you decide that you would like to speak with the taiga folk in the underworld, I could guide you there. Or if you have any questions about exorcisms or the dead, I wish you the best on your journey. Is there anything else you would like to know before you head on? I certainly could use some sleep, but I can take a moment if you need. I don't have any questions, but uh, thank you for helping us out. I know that we were very straightforward before, and, well... You see, our mission is important, and we couldn't wait, but thank you for helping us through the underworld and out. Thank you for trying to understand the concerns of the dead. Yeah, we'll be back to try and resolve things later, and Golden Might of the Dawn is kind of shuffling, loving her bear uh, in front of her, a lot like how a person holds a toddler when the toddler is facing them, and she's kind of bouncing, loving is. Loving starts to fall into a deep snore. We won't ask anything more of you. Seem to be the only reasonable person we've come across this terrain. Thank you for trying to help improve things. Seem to be the only one who is. You're welcome. I was lucky to have met you. It's not often that I see people trying so hard to approach these sorts of problems in new ways. The lines here have been drawn for a long time, and nobody seems all that willing to budge. You're a breath of fresh air, as it were. It has been a pleasure. And with that, he gives you something of a bow and scrambles back to some of the old, collapsed, rocky buildings where he first came out to meet you. What do you do? Um, maybe we need to talk about how we want to go about going after the Bull of the North. Just because she did make it very clear that the next time she saw us, 
we would be having a problem. But I think we've kind of won her over. I mean, you had the pie eating contest. You revealed that you're exalted. I initiated the snowball fight. I think that if we just do another snowball fight and then have a nice civilized chat, she'll challenge us to an arm wrestle or another pie. I don't think she's going to fall for that again. No, 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 no. Especially we've made our intentions clear. I mean, our whole purpose for being here is basically the opposite of what she wants. Yeah, but also I think that you are just really, really good at pissing her off. So maybe if you stayed quiet and Rizzo and I dealt with her, that we'd be able to like smooth it over. I think that's important, but also we can't just use the same tricks as last time. We really like if we need we need her to talk to six arrows, seven quarry. She may not like that idea. I'm not sure why, but she's kind of unpredictable sometimes. I'm not going to stay quiet with her anymore. I don't have to be a friend. I don't have to be her ally. If she wants to blow over us, she's going to have a hard time doing that. If she doesn't listen to you, it's certainly going to piss me off. I mean, I'm kind of out of ideas, but we need to go and bring her back here. Maybe we just be up front and not try any tricks and stuff. I mean, if we have already dazzled her with pie eating and snowball fights, then maybe it'll be easier than last time. That's fair, but snowball fights are not tricks. They're customs. A custom to get someone to like you without getting to know you first. Uh. She got to know me very well in the snowball fight. Does she know your favorite color? It changes Does every she know day. your name, your best friend's name? Well, that'd be, do you know my best friend's name? Nope. So I guess I don't know you that well, which is <laughs> fine because we've only been friends for a little bit, but you can't get to know someone truly through a snowball fight. You can just but you can see their good terms. But you can see their instincts. And up here in the North, it's all about instincts. It's also a lot about honor. I think that's a little more important to her. Well, you know, honor's everywhere. I mean, look at the realm. True. Every other word is honor, 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 my mother, honor, my father, honor, the realm, honor, my cow, honor, my goat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My wife. All right, fine. We'll go we'll go see it, but I'm not participating in the snowball fight. I'm not I'm not doing that. That's fine. I suggest that we don't do a snowball fight anyway and we just walk up with our intentions and be as transparent as possible. That way she knows what we're about. I also think that it's important to come at the bull in a very non-threatening fashion that shows that we're just here to talk. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't start a fight with snowball. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine with me. So are you guys going to stop and rest before you do this, or are you heading straight over there? Um, I would say yeah, just because yeah, to stop and rest because it is about to be sunset and we don't want to meet her at night because she's obviously not going to let us stay with her again. And we're possibly going to want to make that travel back as soon as we're done talking with her. So I will correct you there. It is dawn, not twilight. Oh, so the sun is rising. 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 Oh, well, then, yeah, let's go. Okay. So you make it back in the direction that you knew the bull was. And we see several cuts again of you traveling back in that direction. And based on your conversations with the bull... And on your conversations with Tawia, you find yourselves actually much deeper into Icewalker territory. 
you are actually rather near the line that has been drawn, near where the Temple of Mars is. At the camp on the Icewalker side of the conflict, there are several bonfires burning against the tundra, leather camps, goats wandering around, pulling various small sleds and such, as well as reindeer and larger cold uh, terrain mammals. And as you're approaching the camp, a small group of patrolling guards approaches you. One of them, a bright-eyed, red-headed woman. The other, a a green-eyed, blonde-haired young man. And the woman speaks first. Hey, you're not supposed to be here. Hey, what's up? What are you doing here? Uh, we're just looking for some old friends that we needed to talk to, actually. Yep. Yeah, have you seen the Bull of the North? Yeah, I have. This is her camp. Yeah, we're looking for her. Why? Because we're friends. Yeah, we gotta talk to her. It's really, really important. It's about her ancestors. Why is she making friends with foreigners? Why aren't you? What? We're pretty good people, so we changed the mind a bit. Someone go ahead and make a manipulation plus socialize check. I think oh, that Rizzo yeah. is going to be best at that. Do I know what I'm looking to be? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm. well, it's me. Fail. If you fail this, I'm a pretty pass. <laughs> Rizzo got three successes. It's weird, but you look like you can be trusted enough. I can't take you directly to her right now. She's in a meeting, but I can take you to Fry, the confidant of hers yes. oh that's perfect great idea so you are brought over to a large tent with red and gold and green skins hanging over it and inside there is a large table with several of those wood block maps and several writing instruments and tables and diagrams and such and fry sits here alone there's two guards in front of the tent who let you in after this guard who has since introduced herself as Astrig lets you in and when Fry looks upon you his visage immediately dissipates into that of the one you know of Tawia as no one else is in this room hey what brought you guys back here I thought you were she's gonna be really mad if she sees you you know that right Hey, hey, calls Goldmite of the Dawn looking at Talia's kind of worried expression. It's going to be okay. And Goldmite of the Dawn gives a big extra smile and even points to her smile. Uh, uh, well, we're back here because we had a conversation with an exorcist and we went to the Shadowland with a lot of the ghosts of the bull's ancestors. And we believe that they can get, restore her sense of we purpose. were told why yep. that the fight was actually happening. It has nothing oh. to do with anything that she was thinking now. You know, it, it all had to do with land. And, you know, we met with the leader of the Ice Walkers. And I feel like, well, he did mention if we brought her to him, that he would tell her why the war initially started. And I think that if she heard that, maybe we could end the war. Also, they were very adamant about the fact that she has no honor, and I think that that might shame her into ending the war. Yeah, uh, no honor because she doesn't remember any of this. No honor for us all. That could work. It's a pretty big risk, though. She's stubborn, incredibly stubborn, and honor to her is something that you prove with blood and sweat. I think it's worth a try, don't get me wrong, but she's a tough nut to crack, and I can't lie to you, I've seen a lot of battles to come. 
in the loom. You make it hard to read, and she makes it hard to read. But there's a lot of conflict that's coming soon, and I don't know that there's an easy way for any of that to be avoided. We never do seem to avoid it. Sometimes it seems like it's inevitable. But we won't know unless we try. Now that's very true. I agree with that, actually. Just, she wasn't happy when you left. She was serious about what she said about destroying you. We know. I should have made a better bracelet. It just, it's hard because we have this information and we need to talk to her again. It's big. It's something that might change the game. I understand. When I bring you to her, and I will bring you to her, she's in a meeting. But as soon as that's done, I can take you. You need to be ready. Yeah, that's fine. Do you mind if we, um, you know, grab some water and next before we leave with her to go see her? Yes, and- you can have some right now. There's some stuff in the corner. I, I, I've made some things and I've been snacking today, so. But when I say be ready, I mean that she might want to fight you on the spot. She said that she was going to, to kill you. I might be able to talk her down a little bit, but. We will be ready. Yeah. We understand. She's not going to be destroying anyone. No, not today. And when she sees how absolutely cute I am, she won't want to lay a single finger on us. I just got to prepare myself. (sighs) Good luck. There's space over there if you need it. And there is a red, like, lacquered wood partition that has painted on the wood some tundra scapes. The overall aesthetic of the tent is actually rather red and brown and gold. It's not very well lit in here, but the lanterns that are in here cast a sort of reddish-orange light with a rather intense gold moat of light in the middle of them. But she motions you toward that partition to prepare yourself. But they motion you toward that partition to prepare yourself. Rizzo sits down on a nearby bench to the partition and pulls Qui-Gon in her lap and just starts brushing him and uh, drinking water at the same time, kind of almost like meditating through her rhythmic motions of brushing Qui-Gon. And they both find it very relaxing and connecting them spiritually in this moment. Ariston puts on his smash fist. For some reason... Usually he feels a little bit of pain even through his shoes and his feet, but I know they're not hurting. He doesn't feel nervous. He just feels like someone has poured cement into his chest, and there's no emotion going through it. He's just stoic and ready. Golden Might of the Dawn will be using Awakened Carnal Demiurge. Through intense preparation, the lawgiver magnifies her own appearance, increasing the magnitude of her presence. The solar enacts a simple, dramatic action lasting five minutes in which she verbally induces her inner greatness to external form. For as long as she commits essence, the solar's appearance is increased by one, even if this raises her appearance above five, which in Golden Might of the Dawn's case, it will. She's totes adorkable. In addition, any seduction attempt she makes treats her target as if he had one less resolve, both lowering his resistance and increasing the effectiveness of her appearance rating. So what does it look like when Golden Might of the Dawn steps out from behind the curtain? Um, so her hair is very visible. It seems even more sunny, even in this dark room. It seems to be almost radiating sunlight. The pink streaks in it fade more evenly into the blonde and her eyes are almost glowing like the sky at 
dawn, how they have the various shades of the oranges and the blues and even a bit of the darkness of the night fading away at dawn. And she has a light blush to her cheeks and is just the cutest little dork you've ever seen. And as you step out and everyone sees that, a new voice pierces the tent. Oh, it looks like you've made a new friend. And Tepet harmoniously Cord pushes his way. Cord, what are you doing here? I tried to stay out of all of this stuff, but I kept poking around and one thing led to another and I was kind of roped into a discussion with the Bull of the North. Certainly better than um, losing my head, anyhow. You lose your head to the Bull of the North? She decimated a number of wonderful, talented, brilliant strategists. I won't compare myself to them. I guess. The resolve in Ariston's chest is gone, and it's like there's a hand inside him just shaking every single little part of his stomach. (sighs) Well, why do you always have to be here? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I'm trying to sort this stuff out for myself. Didn't know you were going to be here. What happened to Godwin? He left. He wanted to go find his sister. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I, I thought he couldn't live down the shame of crying like that. No. Sounds like the kid. I'm a gold knight of the dawn, by the way, and she extends her hand to shake yours. Tabet Harmonious Accord. A pleasure. And he grabs your hand and leans in very close, sort of drawing a plume of air past you that exudes the spices of the scents that he is wearing toward you. Lariston, you seem more shaken than you did the last time we spoke, and is everything all right? I, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just, I always think about a conversation, and every time I get tired or sick of people throwing just absolute venom at me, I just think about how much easier it had been if I'd left with you, and then I hate that I have that thought even cross my head. I'm sorry to have put that thought in your head. I'm reflecting a lot right now. You had that conversation with me before. You know what I'm going through right now. Maybe if we had run away together, that this wouldn't be who I became. Maybe that would have been a good thing. Maybe that would have been a bad thing. There's something in you that I can see touches people, changes them, fixes some of them. I'm here trying to stick myself up with twigs and branches that I can find out here from among the dead bodies, but... There's a sort of strength in that, in self-reliance. I agree. It's not your fault for what I think, and it's not your fault for my reaction. I I try so hard to help people, and there's still so many things that I can't fix inside of me. And I, I remember those things all the time, and maybe they would have gone away. Maybe it was me just refusing for once to think of something that might have made me selfish or given me pleasure, but I can't think like that right now. No, I'm afraid I can't either. As much as would have been nice, it would still be nice to have someone to travel with, but you've got a nice boy for you anyway. I did somewhat put myself on the wrong side with the Bull of the North. Not exactly the best conversationalist, a tendency to irritate people, so I should probably be going quickly, but before I do, Ariston, I didn't want to admit it when we met again when you arrived up here. Maybe I was too proud, thought that I was 
someone who didn't have pride or shame, but maybe it did mean something else. My flirting with you. I guess I'll never know. Aww. You kids be safe. If you need anything, I'll be around. Just don't expect me to be anywhere near the Ice Walkers. She didn't kill me today, but that doesn't mean she won't try tomorrow. You be safe too, then. Yes, I'm sure we'll see each other again on the edge of some dangerous thing. Dancing, like we always do. Goodbye. I look forward to it. Goodbye. Golden Night of the Dawn uh, is pretending to have not have listened to this conversation and is acting as though she is very distracted by her poof balls familiars and is slightly poking them with her hand. Um, but she is super obvious because she has a big smile on her face and the blush in her cheeks is more prominent in a way that isn't just like this is a healthy blush, but the blood is in her face because she's not used to talks of such romance. Mm-hmm. And lust. <laughs> um, wow, I wasn't expecting that to quite happen like that. I thought he would be out on his way. Uh, <laughs> bingo, boingo. You can't control your feelings sometimes. And I thought that was cute. It, it, it was. I, I just am not the one who's best suited to this. That's adventure shtick. Uh, hey, anyone can deal with love and matters of the heart and other heart. Uh, Of course, of course, of course. I sometimes, some people say that love is a battlefield. I wouldn't be so quick to call what a cord and I have whatever it is love, but... Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean to imply that. There's certainly a lot I've learned from him. Strong crush, if you will. Let's just move on. That was the moment, and it's it's done now. Mm, Yeah, if you all are ready, I can take you to see her now. Yes, I am ready. Golden Might of the Dawn sticks her poofball familiars into her sweater, which, speaking of what she has taken off the ghost sweater and takes in a deep breath that cools the blush in her face to just the healthy, natural blush of the charm that she has instilled. Which one of us do you think will leave worse this time, Rizzo? Me or you? Probably me, because I still haven't fully recovered, so (laughs) we'll see what happens, man. I'll do my best afterwards, you know I will. And movement... And essence pours over Tawia's face as they become again the tall, gnarled fry. Let's do this. And we cut to the bull's tent, or rather the area behind it. There's a small constructed wooden deck there where she sits in a chair holding her diclave, looking into a fire. There's a cup of tea sitting beside her and... Frey speaks, catching her attention. I know that it wasn't scheduled, but you have a second group of visitors today. They're uh, repeats. I know how the last time went, and I pray this is not so rough. I also caution you restraint, but understand that, in light of your considerable power, you may wish to put it to use. And the bull turns, cocking her eyebrow. Oh, interesting. I thought that I said, when next I saw the group of you, that it would be as foes. Maybe we could be friends just for a few seconds before we turn into foes, because we do have some very interesting information. If you are going to talk, do it quickly and do it purposefully. I will tell you this much. That rat from House Tabit tried my patience, and he is lucky that he left here with his head. Okay, I'll be quick. So, we, um... We went to the underworld and we talked to some of your ancestors, really just to find out why you guys were fighting in the first place and maybe 
if we found out why, we could help resolve this. And it turns out that they weren't really happy with that the Taiga folk and Ice Walkers have forgotten why that the fight started in the whole first place. So they kind of want to talk to you personally. They questioned your honor. They have the gall to question my honor? I, that is preposterous. I know, I know. And Golden Might of the Dawn shakes her head uh, as if feigning disbelief. We couldn't believe it either. Have you heard of um, Six Arrows, Seven Quarry? Of course I have. Who was the last great chief before? That's who we talked to. They said they want to speak with you. How do I know you're not trying to lure me into a trap? Because how else would we have their name? Why would we come all the way up into your camp, risk our lives, just to lure you into a trap when you could have easily killed us upon seeing us? Why would you do what you are doing now? It makes no sense to me either way. Because, go over it again, we are actually trying to help improve things around here. We thought that maybe if you heard this from us, you would believe us and speak with your ancestor. Make better sense of things and have a reason for why you're fighting besides this is just what we do. Maybe even find that you don't agree with why the war started in the first place. Would now be a good time to use harmonious presence meditation and listener swaying argument and just try and persuade the bull via a roll? Yeah, I mean, you want to do that, like lay out what you're saying to do that, but yes. Gold Might of the Dawn reiterates what Rizzo said in a very elegant and thoughtful (laughs) way. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so Gold Might of the Dawn activates Harmonious Presence Meditation, which y'all might remember from Godwin. I think he had that. This charm grants three bonus die to all forms of social influence from all abilities except stealth. Um, The cost of social influence charms are reduced by one moat. Um, And then listener swaying argument. The solar's passionate appeals can soften even the stoniest of hearts. Supplements and instiller persuade, granting one automatic success and additionally granting one non-charm bonus die for every two points the target's resolve is boosted by any means. So you will have two automatic successes for the difference between your appearance and her resolve, and you're looking to beat a resolve score of four here. It is through my sheer adorableness and animated hand motions that I really provide life to this so I can use presence because I have little social eyes. But if I'm only looking to beat four uh i am doing pretty hot in dice i have three automatic successes and 11 dice that is 12 successes whoop, whoop. she looks at the lot of you if he really intends to speak with me perhaps it would make sense to take up an audience with him but you understand that i told you what happened with the tappets how i was the person who led them here That is a dishonor that I'm not sure I could live down. If you want me to do this, then we will come to a determination on my terms. It will be... More pie? I am afraid not. Between my prior warnings and what constitutes honor up here, you will put your honor on the line. One of you will fight me. Oh, my, the Don just kind of gasped. Well, um, I, I mean, it's... If that's how you want to do this, yeah. then so be it. I, I mean, can can we uh, discuss between ourselves who will fight you? Yes, let me make this perfectly clear, however. You are trying to bargain with me. 
and I see you still, as I have stated, as a foe. So you shall try to fight me to incapacitation, for if I die, you cannot take me. But I shall fight you as a foe, so lose your ground, and I will end you. Have your discussion. Of course. Well, first of all, she's not going to be ending anyone. I say, whenever someone else steps in, if, you know, we see a KO point, other one just comes in. There's no point in losing a friend over this. I'm sorry. I just don't see it. No, no. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. I can't imagine the thought of another person getting hurt. Hey. Exactly. So that's why we just tag team it in the end. Gold Might of the Dawn places a hand on Ariston's shoulder and a hand on Rizzo's shoulder. I'm the one who said that we should come. <sighs> and no, we all decided on it. It wasn't just you. You can't take that solely on yourself. But I really campaigned for it. And I was the one who even proposed the ghosts. And she gives a little shudder at the mention of the word. And so I think that it's fair. No. No, no, please, both of you. I, I've i been with you, Rizzo, for so long. And Goldie, I haven't known you for, for much time. But please, at this one time, on my request, let me go alone. You don't, I mean, you don't need to protect me, Rizzo. What do you mean? No. We're all just going to have a good plan. We're we're on the same length as she is. We're all exalted and she's exalted. It's not like she's more exalted than we are. So, but if we tag team the bowl, if any of us intervenes at any point, she's going to view it as the highest act of dishonor because we're agreeing to a one-on-one. Well, we can't just let a friend die. That's that's the highest dishonor to me. If she kills my friends, I'm not going to want to work with her. That's so, why I'm saying I'll go. No, you're still my friend. I said that openly. But you know me the least. That doesn't matter. I would say the same thing to a stranger who gave me a bowl of rice out of kindness. Oh, I'll go. You both had better correspondences with her. I'll go alone so that all of us don't die. Rizzo, I value your beliefs. But do you realize you're being the same as her? You're letting your, your pride stand in the way of your life. I don't care. I don't care about my life. As long as I'm protecting you, you guys, should it care. Matter. You should. No. If I'm protecting you guys, then I'm doing the right thing with it. Fine. We'll just tag team it. And then when I see, you know, when you're glowing and stuff, I'll just step in. Right. But at least let me go first because it's alphabetical order. <laughs> that's stupid, but that's fine. But I know you, you like to but keep you things respect organized. It, but you respect yes, it, right? I know. What? Because that was our. We, we came up with this rule once. It was a very late night and we both had a lot of wine and we said. That alphabetical order, when it comes down to it, in a tag team, mm. stands. I was really more for, like, game purposes. You know, like, board games, table stuff. Oh. No- so... Nothing else seems to be working right this now. This is, honestly, we never thought... And Godwin liked it because he went in the middle, but it's whatever. Okay. okay. I, I mean, I'm in the middle. Yeah, now, you're pretty so. much this... It's the same spot, so it's the same order. And I thought I could sweep up. Like the trash man. Gotcha. I would be the trash man and just sweep up the mess afterwards. Oh, okay. I After they did all the... I think when the trash man, like, you went last and I was like, well, we, we could change my name to Z Golden Might of the Dawn. <laughs> no, like, I just sweep up yeah. what whatever damage has been done before. Okay. Alphabetical order for tag teaming. Let me go first. Let me be the shield for once, Rizzo. Just deliver the heavy hammer. You know I will. Good luck. Not that you'll need it. <laughs> and, and sidebar. sidebar. The bowl 
stands. Well, whose head shall I be adding to my collection? Ariston's going first. I mean, Ariston's going. Perfect. Something about you reminds me of them. The Tepets. I keep their heads uh, special, you know. Well. The ones who were worthy. You know, I've gotten used to people like you trying to intimidate me. You can say what you want about my head, but why not just get into the fight? Cut the talk. The Tepets are talkers, I'm not. I like the way that you think. Are you going to look on at this? And she turns to Rizzo and Golden Might of the Dawn. Yes, Golden Might of the Dawn. Shoujo manga sparkles in her eyes, nods. Fry shall be acting as my second, but in order to ensure that rules are observed. She grabs a horn at her side and blows it. And a large group of these soldiers, including the two patrol people that escorted you here, circle up. It's clear that they know what is going to happen. And as soon as... The circle tightens up. Fry pulls Rizzo and Golden Might of the Dawn to the elevated portion of the deck outside of the bull's tent. The bull drops her whalebone diclave into the ground before her and then heaves it up onto her shoulder. Have you anything to say before we start? Or are you going to make good on what you have said? I've learned by now to keep my mouth shut. Excellent. I can see a scar underneath there. I think I'll give it a compliment. And... She heaves her diclave down, smashing them directly into your smash fists as you lift them up to guard them. You can feel power and energy radiate as you block this with your cross guard, and she kicks at your feet, trying to take you off center. You're faster than she is, and there are times where you're able to slide behind her and drive punches that seem to knock her off balance, but always she seems to have this ability to swing back and rally herself when it looks like you're about to gain the upper hand, and you move to roll out of the way of one of her heavy swings, and as you're jumping, you can see in her eyes a sense of knowing as she pivots at the last second and drives the sword up in the direction of your roll. She's learned your pattern, and as you are coming down in your roll, the diclave meets you. This heavy shard of whalebone drives into your chest, and you can feel cracking. It's entered you opposite where the scar your father left you is, and perhaps fitting unlike the steel that he used. The whalebone feels cold, not hot. She places your abdomen on her foot and pulls back. Blood begins to pour out of the wound and follow the diclave, which she flicks clean. Rizzo, watching from above, sees this, and something inside her ignites. Her eyes feel fiery and burn and begin to water. Even though things are blurry, she can zero in on Ariston and look at the pain on his face, and she tries to lurch forward. And she grabs the banister on the deck, trying to propel herself forward. But Talia's hand, which is now Fry's hand, is much larger and simply grabs her back and roots her. She can't move. She's both weak mentally, but angry. She looks like a fish out of water, trying to scramble, flopping on the deck, flopping for Ariston. The bull, having gored Ariston, now turns to Fry and says, This is over. There is no surviving this. Let him finish and prepare to at him. And she walks back toward her tent. Rizzo screams many obscurities at her. 
She's never used words like that before, but she felt that they were appropriate and wanted to hurt her in any way she could. She could give a shit about anything that was going on. <sighs> Tawia rushes down with Rizzo and Golden Might of the Dawn. They cradle your head. You are looking at this large, hulking figure, but maybe it's the blood loss, maybe it's the pain, but maybe it's not because it's happening for Golden Might of the Dawn and Rizzo too. You know that you're looking at this large figure, but you can see small, slight Tawia there when he speaks. You hear their voice. No, uh, no. You, you, why, why you, why did you, you're the healer. Harrison, why didn't you let me help you? I could have helped you. You can't leave me. Rizzo, don't. Who am I supposed to be with now? Don't, don't cry for me, both of you. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Don't cry for you. I can't, I can't not, I can't, I can't not, I can't not. Don't you understand? You were supposed to heal us. You were supposed to win. I knew that there would be battles, but not like this. This is my fault. No. I made her like this, Ariston. Don't say that. I made her like this. No, Dahlia, don't say that. Please, don't blame yourself. Don't live with guilt. Don't. No, I did. I did. No. What am I'm, I supposed to tell Harth? Yeah, what am I supposed to tell him? Please listen to me. What about Godwin? You finally put him in his place. He's gonna blame himself for leaving and this happens. Please listen. <coughs> you know how little time i have here please let me talk go ahead don't understand i'm i get to go home get to see my mother get to see my brothers you were my home now you'll see me again i'll never leave you promise me this is no one's fault but mine so Tawia, Cody, I'm in pain, but I'm free. And Ariston's body loses. He was holding himself up a bit, but now it's lost some of that strength. And he falls back. Finally, a calm breath leaves his chest. There's no more pain in him. No more regret. Just peace. No. Rizzo takes all of the extra fabric that she has on her and tries to kind of make a makeshift like sling around him and like apply as much pressure as possible while still like trying to cradle his head and like hold it close to her kind of like like you would a small child and Qui-Gon is just kind of like kind of bumping his head against the side of Ariston's body and like underneath his hand like trying to like like what animals do when they uh when they try to get you to pet them he's kind of effortlessly trying much like Rizzo not quite coming to terms with anything much in denial adventure should have been here not me Adventure should have been here. He knows what he's doing. We didn't know anything. He could have fixed this. We should have been there for him. 
Why did we let this happen? I don't know. And Tawia looks up at the soldiers circling around you still and barks in Fry's voice. Get out of here. The show's over. Back to your posts. And they start to scramble. She wants me to... We can't. I... I won't allow it. Can't either. Rizzo. I'll steal him if I have to. Rizzo. Golden might have. The dawn has been shaking in silence. But she reaches out and touches Rizzo's shoulders. The ghost of a smile laying on her own face as she trembles, trying to keep it on. Rizzo, you can stop the bull of the north from taking Ariston's body. You, you, you can make it so the bull of the north can never take any part of Ariston. Oh! You summon what's inside of you and touch him. Ariston will go away. And no one will be able to do anything bad to him. He, he won't again. leave you that way, Rizzo. He'll stay with you. You can have some, can keep part of him inside you. I don't think I. I don't think I have the strength. You have to, Rizzo, or else the bull will come back, and then you won't have anything. I'll kill her. Harris didn't not want now. that right now, Rizzo. I swear on everything. I swear on every bit of me that I will kill her and I will get back. But first, essence, Rizzo. It's warm and compassionate and it moves in soft rolling waves. It's cold out here. He's cold out here. Bring him back to the ocean, please. You can do that. So Rizzo just nods and she sits much like she did when they were preparing with Talia and Qui-Gon sits in her lap there crisscross applesauce next to Ariston's body and she kind of bends over hugging him and rocking him and she lays him down crosses his arms across his shoulder making an X mark a traditional funerary position, closes his eyes and kisses his forehead. And with that kiss, with that fire that was behind her eyes, her lips start to burn. Her tears are streaming hot. Qui-Gon just bows his head, eyes closed, tail not wagging. They both feel no longer sad, but like they're freeing Ariston. His body starts to dry from the center of the kiss down to his toes. He remains in the same form that he was when he was lying there, but just floating particles of ash. When she finally sits up gently, as if gravity wasn't working, they floated down to a small pile that is an eerie blue, not a regular color of ashes, but something of someone more special. As Ariston is subsumed into Rizzo's essence, and his body is cleaned away, Inside of Rizzo now echoes Ariston's strongest feeling. What was it? Love. Friendship. His smash fists lie next to the pile, the only thing seemingly not burned away in the ritual. 
Tawia looks at Rizzo and Golden Might of the Dawn, and it stings in your chests and in your eyes. It's so cold, and tears don't agree with that. Your noses are chapping, and so are your lips. But one thought, one feeling, one emotion resonates through all three of you, like the tattoo on the back of Ariston's neck. Love. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. It means so much to me. And if you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can feel free to do that on Gmail at swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com, on Twitter at swallowsofsouth, on Tumblr and Google Plus at Swallows of the South. Also, a reminder that our theme music is new by Elvis Herod, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for joining the podcast, Alex. It was wonderful to have you along. Rest in peace, Ariston.